Well, before we start rolling, what's like a how we how we opening right now? What? Like, what are we gonna open with? How are we gonna just transition? Welcome to the watch list, baby. That's not horrible. I'm not. Welcome like, to we the watch list. Here we go. Yeah. Uh, gotta do like watch mojo. Dude, yeah. Bro, yeah, yeah, okay. Um, I don't know. Like, what are you in for? Why are you on the watch list? Bro, I'm Indian. What do you think I did? I'm straight as a Bro, you probably scammed somebody on Instagram, bro. You probably created one of those like fake accounts and said, give monies now. Thanks. <laughs> nah, nah. I, I got a B. I'll just say, oh, I got a B. And then no explanation. <laughs> Dude, that's crazy. That is crazy. But honestly, I'm on the watch list for child endangerment. And that's, that's a fact. <laughs> Uh, welcome. I got on the watches because of child pornography found in my car. Let's talk about cars. Yeah, that could be a good, tr- good transition unless you want to get. No, we're we're, we're going to talk about some real stuff before we get into that. Just have oh, this not, not to say that's not real stuff. Not to say that's not real <laughs> stuff. Okay, but we're we're gonna we're gonna get talking about some like actual like legitimate stuff outside of the world of cars, and then we're gonna change to a different reality and enter yeah like cars cars is just on a different level than everything else bro like you should know that you just watched it and i just watched it too it's like oh yeah it's the I, perfect movie and i will <laughs> die on that hill i will die on the hill that it is like fifth or sixth out of picture it doesn't crack top five ain't no way it no by the, by the time we're done with this conversation bro you're gonna be running up that hill too like come on bro, bro kate bush bro. on this year. I'm going to be seeing red by the end of this conversation. I'm going to get <laughs> <Dude>. so mad. <laughs> okay, it's all good. Um, but anyways, uh, like, what's been going on with you? Nothing much. I've uh, been watching Cars, been getting mad at Cars, been thinking about better Pixar movies. What about you? Honestly, uh, just the same old stuff. Like, uh, woke up, went to the orthodontist today. They couldn't get my Invisalign to fit because, like, I haven't been, like, wearing them enough or something. Um, you still wear braces? Invisalign, bro. It's, like, invisible braces. Yeah, I've never heard of that, but... I've never it's, heard it's, of it, my guy. No. I, I barely wore my retainer. After the, after I got my braces off, that was it. I feel like if I try and put my retainer in now, I just snap all my teeth out. Dude, for real. I haven't worn mine in a fat minute, but... It, it used to be, it was, it was so easy to, I just had to wear it at night and I could not do yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Same here. Same here. But you know, like you miss it one night, one night leads to a next and like next thing, you know, it's just a habit. You just don't put it in. You dude, lost it. Gets covered exactly. in like pet hair. Like, nah, dude. I remember like one day I was like, ah, oh, I'm good. I was falling asleep at like 2 a.m., 3 a.m. I just skipped brushing teeth, whatever. And I haven't. Wait, you skip brushing your teeth? Yeah, but I just do it like really well in the morning. Like just to make oh, up okay. for it. So it's like, yeah, but you know, bounces up. You can't make up for that time your teeth spent like marinating under all that plaque, bro. Drink, drink mouthwash. That, that's my solution to everything right now. No, I know, but it's like if you're if you're going like literally like twenty hours without brushing your teeth, bro. Like your teeth are literally just like decaying live, and you get to watch it. Like you get a front row seat to watching your teeth decay. <laughs> Like, my teeth have been decaying though you know there was like a time last summer where i would drink like a sprite every single day sometimes like two and it's like my dentist wanted to kill me but 
that's the thing because like they say like soda is like the number one worst thing you can do no i know and i've been trying to cut that out of my diet too i've been replacing it with like protein shakes and like tea and stuff like i had like a nice like shy latte or something that that was all right but i drink i drink a lot of milk i don't do tea or shakes but i do drink a lot of milk yeah good job on you for getting that calcium (laughs) for real yeah but it's borderline too much like it's almost like (laughs) glass with every meal you're sick of that calcium already, bro? I'm getting a little sick of it, yeah. <laughs> At that point, you just got to experiment a bit, you know, like try different types of milk. You know, you got that almond milk, you got that like 3% milk. You could, you know, go down to skim milk, you know, uh, maybe some titty milk. You know? It's like, try to get a little mix in there. <laughs> try to get a mix in there. <laughs> try to get a mix in there. Yeah, I'll have to explain my grocery list next time. Wait, who cut out? It might have been my Wi-Fi. I don't know, bro. Like, family, so they're probably all on the Wi-Fi. That's when you got to call the hitman, bro. Like, I just get better Wi-Fi. <laughs> yeah, dude. You got to get that better connection, bro. Don't, don't get another modem. Don't get better I did connection. police nah, report. I uh, <laughs> really wanted to get better Wi-Fi. You just needed to watch YouTube. Honestly, though, bro. it kind of sucks because, like, my TV's like right where the router is, like my main TV. So like whenever my sister's like watching Netflix, she always gets like priority. So it always just like boosts the TV up to like full 4Ks, like 60 FPS streaming and stuff. And like, I always get the, you know, I get the short end because, you know, my yeah. computer's on the other side of the house. It kind of sucks like that. But I get, uh, I, I live in the basement. I'm the only one down here. But yeah, yeah. Because of that, everyone else is upstairs. So that's where the Wi-Fi is. I swear, one corner of my room doesn't have connection. It's just one corner just refuses to connect. Same thing in, like, the restroom across the hall. Just the Wi-Fi never works. It's like that one. Wait, so so you on data every time you take a shit? Like (laughs) Pretty much, yeah. (laughs) Oh, dude, that's tough. tough. I'd be be taking too long in the bathroom. They're like, oh, he's up to no good. No, I'm just trying to watch YouTube. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> you try to finish listening to the podcast that we make. I'm, I'm just trying to listen to something and it won't load. And they're like, "Oh, he's like messing with himself." It's like, "No, I promise." Yeah, dude. <laughs> Bro, I'm, honestly, I'm like half. Uh, I'm like half considering trying to like put like random moans like halfway through the podcast, just like freak people out. Like, imagine you're listening to this without like watching or anything. You just have it playing in the background. It transitions from talking just to moaning. Full on like ear rape and shit. Right? That's like that's the uh, ending song. That's the outro. <laughs> no, no, it's just like, it's just like life is a highway, like full on bass boosted with like, bro. Life is a highway, but every time the chorus starts, the bass boosts ten percent. Dude, that would be sick. Would be. Speaking of life is a highway, I didn't. I don't like that song. Like I don't know if that's an unpopular opinion, but I don't really like that song. Do you like any country music though at all? Like if you hate country, like all together and you just don't like any country music then that makes sense to me but if you just don't like life is a highway and you like other country songs then you might just be clinically insane it's not that i don't like country just i don't listen to country like i wouldn't know enough to say oh i hate it you know what i mean sometimes country just hits different you know you're cruising down the road down route 66 or something in the middle of nowhere like you are not listening to rap bro you're listening to rascal flats singing life is a road you travel on it's one day here you know like you get that right bro i have i used to like uh, organize my car plays based on when i would listen to it whether it's at night in the early morning if it's like a flat road if it's a ride to school if it's 
if I need to be energized, like if I'm on the way to a tennis match or something, I would I would organize it based on what mood I'm in. Dude, I actually I have I had some mood playlists like based on that, but like they were super specific. Like I had a playlist for like every time I go to the barbers and they like mess my hair up. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I never got that specific, but fair enough. Yeah, I could see that. Then I had like a playlist specific to like when girls leave me on red for like more than four hours. Like it's just like there's that one, and then there's like another one for when it's ten hours, and it's like as each hour goes on, you change the playlist. No, seriously, like, exactly. And then like um, the songs are like you know you start out with some songs that are just like you know all sad, like maybe she doesn't love me, and then like next you go on to like the ten hour playlist, and it's like I'm thinking about death every night. <laughs> it just the emotion goes on. It starts out like uh, maybe she's just busy. Too, bro. I want to end it for real, bro. Like I be getting like going <laughs> too much over these playlists, though. I yeah. used to. Do you, do you like just have a lot of playlists sitting around? You use Spotify or something? Yeah, I had like hundreds of them. And then I just went on a like complete like purge last summer and just deleted like half of them. Like bad SAT score playlist. Why do I need this? <laughs> and I mean, I hate to like plug somebody and like sound like a walking advertisement, but half the reason I deleted all those playlists is because um. I got this new app. It's called Spotted Stats. I think they're like rebranding now, but um, basically there's like a calendar view where you can view exactly what songs you've listened to like the entire time you've had Spotify. So like my playlist used to be like sort of like landmarks like of where I've been and like what I listened to at a certain period of time in my life. But now I can just like look at the calendar on this app and it's like super crazy. Like I don't have to keep those playlists around. We switched over to Apple Music a year or two ago. Why? I like Spotify because it had all the stats. All right. Well, there's six people in my family. We get a family discount on like the Apple stuff. We get Apple News, Apple TV, Apple Music all under a bundle. So we figured, all right, let's just switch over to that. Yeah, I see you. I see you. And like, it's not that bad. Like. It works. Yeah, it doesn't sound too bad for sure, but I miss Spotify Wrapped though, because I had to connect to my own account. Dude, Spotify Wrapped though, like for me, it always messes it up because like I used to listen on my Amazon Echo. I would always like listen to these like sleep sounds. I would just play like like you know the sound of a flowing river or something when I'm sleeping. Right. So that's like eight hours every day that I'm listening <laughs> to just nothing but river sounds on loop. So like Spotify headquarters, like what is wrong with this guy? Yeah, I know. <laughs> Dude, and I remember like I think it was like twenty twenty, like my most streamed song on Spotify. It's like here's your top We're song, it's like babbling, ASMR. bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like Apple Music doesn't do well they do the rap thing, but our account is connected like everyone that listens to music is connected on the same account. So at the end of the year, it has like three hundred hours of Eminem. And I wish I could blame that on everyone else. No, that's just me. Dude, 300 hours of Eminem? Are you insane? I, gen- I genuinely think I listened to 300 hours of Eminem. Hold on, let me let me do the math real quick. I'm, I'm going to calculate this out real quick. 16 <laughs> times 300, 18,000 minutes of Eminem. I mean, I guess it's not yeah. terrible, but it's it's Eminem, though. That's the thing. And when, what year was this? Was this? This was last year. Last year? God. This was no. the previous year, yeah. Yeah, dude. The thing is, like, I would listen to music in the shower. I'd listen to music on the car ride home. I'd How long are the showers you're taking, day. bro? Max 10 minutes. 
and you listened. Okay, let's divide that out. 18,000 okay. <laughs> divided by 10. 1,800 showers throughout the year. I mean, yeah, like, because during the summer and during the 10th season, I'd be taking showers twice a day, minimal. And listening to Eminem for all the. Because, yeah, last year I was not diversified, like, with what I was listening to. It was Eminem and, like, <laughs> I think it was D12 was the other one on the list. Dude, I mean, I guess uh, that's, yeah, that's not diverse, bro. I'm not really one to talk because, um, like, Kanye literally, has <laughs> no, not Kanye. I don't, I don't even listen to Kanye like that anymore. Like, um, mm. it was only Donda when Donda dropped. I was like so hyped for it that I listened to it on binge for like a month straight. And then that's I just kind of like, I thought we were going to do a, uh, was a Kanye West appreciation club. No, I was, I had that planned out. But it was so far into the year that it's like kind of too late to start a club. That's fair. We should have done it, but well, just like yeah, it would have been fun just for the memes. But <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, my music taste has been pretty messed up lately. Like I've been listening to a lot of like random like indie surfer rock music because it just hits different. But um, <laughs> indie surfer, I can't say I've heard that genre. Yeah, it's it's kind of weird. Like um, here let me let me pull up my playlist real quick. It's called Summer Drives. Um, there's like a lot of day glow on it, like Seb, Nathan Day, just a bunch of no names that you probably never heard of because you all listen to like Harry Styles or something. <laughs> Harry Styles, yeah, dude. Shout out Harry Styles for real though. Like One Direction's my guilty, my guilty pleasure, bro. Like I listen to One Direction on the reg. Uh, uh, all right, they have like two or three good songs. I'll give them that. Two or like, three. I. What I are you on? The they have albums full of nothing but hits. I don't know, <laughs> dude. I, I guess they I only just... have two or three good songs. It's just like it's 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 sacrilege. But yeah. the, they're they're good artists, all right. But like I yeah. know people like my cousins are obsessed with them, right? It's like okay, you know, they're not like the second coming of Christ. Come on, I don't know, bro. Harry Styles is kind of going for that Jesus look nowadays. <laughs> I don't think Jesus wore dresses though. That's that's the difference. It said in uh, Mark twenty nine, his robe reached down to his knees. Oh, nice. So maybe that maybe that's what Harry Styles is going for. <laughs> All the time, he was he wasn't doing like a feminist thing. He was just like. Guys, no, I'm Jesus. What are you talking about? Yeah, dude. Like all these girls praising him for like being like such a like a gender bender, and like he's out here just like, oh, I'm, I'm trying to be Jesus. <laughs> Bro, I feel like we're gonna get in trouble with CC now. <laughs> dude, we, we don't go there anymore. That part out, but <laughs> but um, I'm sorry if I offended you about that. Um, but anyways, uh, did you hear uh Steve Lacey's new album? I don't even know who that is. So okay, yeah. well. Is that the one with the blue blue uh, album cover with the dude on it? Yeah, yeah, Steve Lacey. Uh, yeah, yeah. I've the, seen yeah. that on Instagram, but I haven't checked out. It's it kind of like this alt pop R and B indie kind of weird music, but all the chicks are digging it. So if you if you want to uh, start a conversation with a new girl today, post like, it on your story. <laughs> yeah, just, no, just like literally post it on your story. Like you get some replies. Not gonna lie, but oh my god, I love him. Oh my god, yeah, I know. Like they're, they're always like, "Wow, the pr- album's so good." I'm so surprised you listened to it. And I was like, "A, re- a reverse oh, yeah, slide." Yeah. What's your favorite song? Um, the the intro, yeah, whatever, whatever that one's called. Right? The first track's my favorite. Yeah, that one. The first one. Um, what's it? What's it called? Let me look it up real quick. Uh, it's not even in a search bar. He's just searching it as he goes. It's it's a it's a reverse slide into DMs. You trying to get them in yours? 
No, but not gonna lie, people be doing that like nowadays. Like, like people post like stuff that only like one person will ever get because they want that person to hit them up, and it's like so blatantly obvious. And I'm just like, bro, just have the balls to DM them. Like, it's not like we, we live on the internet nowadays. Like, just I feel like yeah, this is like a stage of the internet where they're trying to like fake it almost. They're trying to like trick people into getting their DMs. It's like. No, oh, I know exactly. I like we're past that at this point. <laughs> like people will post like pictures of them crying on their story, expecting people to say like, "Oh, what happens?" Just so that exactly. they can like, you know, like, bro, like I almost posted a picture of me crying because of the ending of Cars today. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought I was like, "No, nah, I'm not gonna do that," because um, you know, I don't want to be corny like that. But I did cry at the end of Cars. It was a great movie. Did you actually? Know? Yeah, like, yeah, I actually did. Like, really, like, 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 for a second. Did no, I mean, I didn't. Cry? I didn't have like a full on tantrum or anything, but I like definitely shed a couple tears at the end when he like pushed the Dinoco guy, the king, like over the finish line. Like that was a beautiful moment. All right. Well, I guess this was, I don't think I've ever cried at a movie. There's never been a movie that was sad enough for like, not even the rise of Skywalker. <laughs> no. And, and I saw that opening night. So yeah, and I should tell you a few things. I think. The, the only thing that made me cry... Do you know uh, the video game Telltale's Walking Dead? Nope. Ah, uh, well. Wait, is that the one where it's like, um... It's like the... what What's it called? Uh, it's like the Batman one. I, I think they made a Batman yeah, one. Yeah, right? yeah, it's the same company. The first season of The Walking Dead, the ending made me cry. But what made you cry about it? That's what I'm wondering. So, as you play through the game, you're taking care of this little girl in the apocalypse, right? Because, like, she lost her parents, she lost her family, you're just taking care of her. And at the end, the dude that's taking care of her, the main character, gets bit. So he's going to turn. Oh, for real? And it's a choice. Yeah. And it's a choice game. So the last choice you make, basically, is do you sacrifice stuff? Do you have her, the little kid who's, like, eight or something, shoot him so he doesn't turn? Or did you tell her to go away, like, leave so that he turns and she doesn't get attacked? You're telling me you cried over this, but not over a car with eyeballs in a mouth, pushing another car with eyeballs in a mouth over a finish line? Look, it'd be sad, but then you see, like, I don't know if you have an image of it, but you know this opening scene where Lightning's sticking his tongue as he goes through the air? Yeah, dude. Like, how can I be sad when that scene and the tongue scene are in the same movie? You know what I mean? Bro. The movie's just so overrated. People say it's like How number is it? one. Okay. It's, it's no, so no. overrated. They're, it's it's an insult. I honestly think it's an insult to vastly superior Pixar movies. Bro. I don't know what you're on right now. Okay, well, here's the thing. It's just like... Because at the time, like, mid-2000, we can agree, it's like, Pixar is peak, right? No, they definitely, definitely. Like, they had what? Ratatouille, Wally, Incredibles... Incredibles. Uh, Finding Nemo. DreamWorks also had a little peek around there. They dropped like Shrek and stuff, right? Yeah, they did Shrek. Uh, Prince of Egypt. Yeah. Did you see that freshman year? No, I didn't. We saw that Mr. George's class. That was that was good. I don't know. They had like Kung Fu Panda then in like Madagascar, Over the Hedge, some other ones. Over the Hedge is old. It's kind of slept on, not going to lie. It is, yeah, I, I never hear anyone talking about that. Uh, the same way as like Shrek and Trinidad. It's not as good as Cars. I'll, it's I'll better. It is way better than Cars. Bro, you're making me cry out here. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, all right, well why, do you, why, why do you think Cars is... Do you think it's just a good movie? Because I think Cars is an okay movie. Or do you think it's like the best Pixar movie? Because that's where I have a problem. I think it's 
the best movie in general. Just the best movie. Are you being serious? I am dead ass right now. You think that Cars 2006 is the best movie of any genre of any time period? I know it's a bold statement, but I'm willing to bet it's definitely top I can list, three. Definitely I can top list, three. I can definitely list 20 movies definitely top way three. better than Cars right now. Off the top of my head, I can list 20 movies. Name them. All right. Toss up between Dark Knight, the Batman, everything ever all at once. Uh, the Batman? Ryan. You're putting the Batman over Cars, bro? Yes, I am. <laughs> so I guess better. Zoe Kravitz is hot, but like not that hot, bro. All right, another unpopular opinion. I don't think she's that hot. Really? Like, Honestly, yeah. It's not like a diss or anything. It's just, eh. Bruh. We gotta have a different discussion for episode two. <laughs> this is, this, you're, just like, you're, you're just telling lies out here. I gotta set you straight. Episode two, is Catwoman actually hot? Episode two is Kathan straight. No. <laughs> all right, all right. Cut that out. I don't want my name out there, bro. I don't think we ever introduced ourselves. Oh, yeah. Uh, he's Tails. I'm from the FBI. One of us. That's how the name got together. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. But, definitely. Um, Our parents hated us. They named us that. <laughs> yeah, dude. But, um, yeah, it's Andrew and Kathan, by the way. I'm Andrew. He's Kathan. He's Indian. I'm white. You know, it's like... I'm half Indian and half white. So... Well, whatever. I don't care. <laughs> but, <Okay>. um, <laughs> All right, are we getting to the main segment now? Are we gonna? No, we're not getting the main segment because you not just yet. went All off right. on a tangent about how Zoe Kravitz is in the hot. So we're gonna set that. I'm, I'm not saying she's ugly. I'm just saying, like people over overrated her. You know, I mean, obviously she's not like the best person out there, but it's it's like it's it's hard not to at least put her in your like top 100. You feel me? Oh yeah, I mean she'd be in top 100 because I don't even know if I can name 100 actresses off the top. Oh of my for head. real. Like I'll, I can name 100 actors off the top of my head. Like I need a minute to write it out. Bro, Nicholas Cage times 100. That's 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 the that's top fair. 100 actors. The only, the only actor you need, yeah. Did you see yeah. that new uh, Nicholas Cage movie? No, I actually haven't. I, I should definitely hey, watch that. Movie. Yeah, I, of massive talent or whatever. Yeah, I would, but I never got on the Nicholas Cage. Is is the massive talent like an innuendo, or is that like am I reading too uh, far into that? I think he's literally just saying I'm a really good actor, and here's a movie. Okay, because I was I was gonna say like the massive talent in that question, like I feels <laughs> like it's an innuendo. <laughs> it feels like it's like something else, you know. When we go to the movies, just gonna be like a plot twist thirty minutes in. Like oh, <laughs> they cha- they change the rating from R to X as we're leaving. <laughs> no, they gotta make like a movie that's like completely unrelated to like national treasure but the entire point of the movie is like nicholas cage stealing the declaration <laughs> and they just gotta like not acknowledge the like not acknowledge it's, the it, just it's nicholas cage it watching movie. it's nicholas cage watching his own movie of stealing the uh declaration and he's like you know that's a good idea exactly it's like super meta like that it's like nicholas cage getting yeah. inspired by nicholas cage <laughs> To go steal the Declaration of Independence, exactly. like you did in the movie. I like For that real, a lot. Bro, that would be crazy. That would be a good. I'm gonna start writing the script tonight. We gotta find Nicholas Cage's address and mail it to him. I'm already in his DMs, so it doesn't matter. In his DMs. <laughs> Do you think he's uh verified? Like, can you even message him? Probably. Here, let me let me look him up on Instagram like, real quick. Besides National Treasure, what other movies? 
Is he in? He's in uh, Wicker Man, right? I didn't see that one. He's in that one. He's in uh, um, what's it called? Uh, Ghost Rider. He's in that one. Oh yeah, I know Ghost Rider. Uh, what what? What's the other one? Um, what is it? Uh, Leaving Las Vegas. Yeah, that's that's the only ones I can think of. Yeah, I don't know. I, I I've seen <laughs> National Treasure, but that, that's yeah, dude. And I know he's in yeah. Ghost Rider, but I haven't seen that. All right, hold on. Let me send this DM to him real quick. <laughs> I have a film idea. Give me a week. Yeah, I don't think he has an Instagram. <laughs> it's even funnier. Find him on like Facebook. Might as well DM I'm, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna send him a DM. Say, I have a movie proposition for you, and like send like the wink emoji. Like, <laughs> they're, gonna, they're gonna think it's like a scam or it's like a really shady idea. All right, we got it. I sent. I sent the DM. Okay. All right. I right. just gotta job. wait a week. <laughs> well, have you seen uh, the new Top Gun? Yeah, that movie was good, but I would not put it above Cars. Like, oh my god, here we, here we go again. <laughs> It, it is just so overrated. I never understood why people the new one or the old one. No, 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 cars. Oh, cars. No, I thought you were talking about Top Gun. The, the original Top Gun is pretty good, but I haven't seen the new one. The original Top Gun, like my mom showed it to me one time, but she's like, "Oh yeah, this is what you know." Like I grew up with this movie or whatever, and I was like, "Exactly." That's what my dad was like. Yeah, yeah exactly. And I was like, "Fine, I'll watch it." Uh, it's just like homoerotic romance and like weird stuff in there. Like I was like, mm. you know, I mean, I can see the appeal, but it's, it's not for me. Yes, there is a, there is a, not enough like flying for it to be an Air Force movie. Exactly. Like 90% of the movie is just about that blonde chick who's his like teacher. And she's not even in the new one. I heard. I haven't seen the new one. No, she's not in the cats. Wait, didn't she die in the first one or am I tripping? No. Oh she, yeah, she, yeah. Yeah. She, yeah. She left. Yeah. My bad. My bad. No, but um, Jennifer Connelly, I believe, was like in the second one. She was the new one. But yeah, I feel like I missed uh, like the overhype of it. I feel like if I go now, it'll be empty. Yeah, yeah. What studio made that though? Um, Top Gun Maverick. Oh, it's Paramount. So yeah, it's gonna be on Paramount Plus for sure. If you have that, <laughs> I'm, I'm not. I'm not, I'm not getting Paramount Plus just to watch it. There's a free a trial, bro. Just do what I do and like create multiple accounts because. You don't want to, yeah, pay but at the, the same time, time, you could just you could just get it on Apple TV or just pirate it. And this is why I'm on the FBI watch list, guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the F- Tales from the FBI watch list, sponsored by One Two Three Movies. Ever want to watch a movie but you have to pay for it? Well, look no further. Speaking of pirates, though, speaking of pirates, um, you watching the new Pirates of the Caribbean? If it ain't got Johnny, oh no, they'd have to add something just so extraordinary for me to go see it. You know what I mean? Like, and they're taking out a main pillar of the series. Like, they have to replace it with... He carried the franchise. Like, Absolutely, yeah. It's not even that Jack Sparrow carried it. It's Johnny Depp carried it. Like, they could have Jack Sparrow with a different actor and it would not... No, have, for real. Without Johnny, that's like... That's tough. I, I don't know if I would. I might have to because I'm a big fan of the series, but I wouldn't enjoy it, I don't think. Pirates of the Caribbean is one of the very few film series with consistent quality. I think across, I think all five movies are decent. I liked the whole Davy Jones like Barbosa arc with the first three, but once he got onto like On Stranger Tides and Dead Men Tell No Tales and stuff, like it just kind of felt like they were like spinoffs almost. If After that, that yeah, it was, it was like a cash grab almost. It was like yeah, the main story is over, but we're making so much money, so let's continue yeah. the series. But I don't like the movies were good. 
So I, I didn't mind it. Yeah, I didn't mind it for sure because like Johnny's acting and stuff like really brought some humor into that and brought some life into the scripts. But like, yeah, they kept Barbosa. So yeah, exactly. Like I, I really liked Dead Men Tell No Tales compared to On Strangely Tides, but com- like both of those just don't stack up against like the first three. Yeah, I'd say across the board, they're all at least a four out of five. But yeah. like, Curse of the Black Pearl is a perfect movie to me. That one's insane. Uh, the third one, uh, at World's End. That one's good, yeah. Yeah, like the one they have the whirlpool battle at the end. Like that is literally like a top five movie scene of all time for me. That's, that's iconic, yeah. And then when like they do the slow motion shot with like all the wood flying off the ship with the guy walking, like watching his empire die before his eye. Like, dude, yeah, that's that is that's insane, rich. bro. That that is, is good. Although I wasn't too much of a fan of the uh, Singapore location, to be honest. That's true. The Singapore location. What? 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 What did they even do? Um. Well, they were like. Um. They had to go out to Singapore to to like find that one. Uh, pirate captain, like the Asian guy. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, that's weird. My connection just timed out. So. I'm all right. Sure. All good now. Yeah, I think it's all good. I should have a stable connection, but yeah. But um, long story short, uh, at World's End insane like even even if you don't like the location like you just gotta admit like the battle sequences the humor with him being like stuck with a bunch of crabs like moving his ship and stuff in the middle of you know like uh like limbo yeah Yeah, exactly it it's one of the more uh ambitious movies which the series was already ambitious to begin with but i think it's a nice wrap-up to like the I, i like it to think it's like an original trilogy like exactly I know they didn't intend to make three movies, but I feel like that was just a nice wrap up to their little trilogy they had. Exactly. Like they had the arc with like Davy Jones and stuff being built and like Will Turner and all that stuff. And they perfectly ended it after that movie. But then they kind of like messed it up by kind of uh, going on and like keeping uh like, um, what am I trying to say? Like, they yeah. just kind of messed up. <laughs> they messed up the like perfect ending by trying to like do these little spinoffs with like Jack Sparrow and like, uh, What's the what's the chick's name? Um, Santa Maria or whatever, or Santa Anna or something. I, the the chick, the Spanish chick who's kind of hot but like kind of weird. Oh in, yeah, I, in, I don't in know her name. Ties. I don't know yeah. her name, but I know you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, but that was kind of ironic though, because uh, on Stranger Tides is the most expensive movie ever made, and it completely flopped because it was terrible. Uh, terrible. Uh... It's like saying like a MCU movie flopped. It's like did it though? Because like it's it didn't really like, flop. But maybe it, maybe it didn't like break the rules or like wasn't groundbreaking, but it was still an entertaining movie. You know? Yeah, it was entertaining. I'll give it that. But in the grand scope of the franchise, I definitely think that's like a. It was a, a little bad been there, so, done that. Right? Yeah, I think that's probably the best way to put it. They spent three hundred and eighty million dollars making that movie, though. It didn't Crazy. feel like they did. <laughs> I want exactly. to know like where the money went because the CGI, like there wasn't that many impressive like Kraken or whirlpool shots. I want to know where the money went. <laughs> like there was nothing that made it really special. Exactly. Yeah. They spent three hundred million. They made it like insane, like crazy. Then yeah, I guess. Yeah, but, and then pop off at that point. Like, but like you spent 380 million dollars and the audience can't even tell <laughs> exactly the audience can't even tell that's like like uh everything everywhere all at once like that was edited by a five-man team that's literally like less than the people that edit like taylor swift's music videos like <laughs> and they edited like arguably one of the best movies of the past decade oh absolutely that's like 
top five of the past decade. That's top five all time for me. Remember when I, earlier when I said that no movie made me cry? What? That one made you cry? Almost. Like, I could feel myself tearing up. I managed to keep it in because, like, I was watching with you guys. So I was like, I'm not going to cry in front yeah. of you guys. <laughs> but like, I could feel myself tearing up. Like, if I watched it on my own, then yeah, I probably. No, I, I watched it on my own. Well, actually, I watched it with my mom, but she didn't like it because of, like, the dildo fights and stuff. But um, yeah, it, it's it's a hard movie to get someone into. But once you're, like, strapped yeah. in, it's, it's a really good movie. Exactly. And if, if you're if you're kind of like into that absurdist kind of comedy, then it was like the perfect movie for you. But if you if you go in expecting it to be like super serious, then you're just not going to have a good time. Right. Yeah. I think that's probably the best way to put it. I think like the best way to put it is if I tried to watch with my dad, I wouldn't be able to. Because yeah, he'd, be, he'd have too many questions. I feel like he'd get bored. Dude, same with mine. But it's like, um, he'll just like walk in halfway through a movie. And then he'll start yeah, asking exactly. questions. Of him. <laughs> exactly. Like, bro, you should have been here for the first like hour and a half. Like, he'll, he'll, he'll start a movie, then immediately start doing something else. Like, literally forty five minutes later, like, oh, what did I miss? Like, exactly. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think uh, everything is gonna? I mean, it should win an Oscar for something, right? Special effects, like visuals, or something. Yeah. Honestly, I I would argue it should win in screenwriting. It should win in uh editing. And it should win in best lead actress, but All right, who's the lead actress? The uh, mom. I can't. I don't want to pronounce it wrong and sound racist. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> Did you know? Uh, have you seen uh, the Goonies or have you seen Indiana Jones Temple of Doom? Oh yeah, I've seen Indiana Jones, but I haven't seen uh, Goonies in a long time. The little Asian kid. Uh, he's short round. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's, he's the guy. Yeah. Yeah, he, if he doesn't win Best Supporting Actor, I might be a little shocked, too. All right, well, I like Goonies a lot. Temple of Doom, I despise. I f- think it's so, like, it's such a change of, like... Tone? Tone, yeah. It's a change of, such a change of tone from Raiders of the Lost Ark. Raiders of the Lost Ark is, like, yeah, there's, like, Nazis and stuff. But it's kind of, like, uh, yeah. playful with it, you know? It's not taking yeah. itself too seriously, right? Yeah, and then Temple of Doom, you got, like, child slavery... People like stabbing your heart. It's like, what happened? Yeah, I mean, it's it, it comes out of movie. nowhere, and it, it also it, it feels like it lasts forever. I don't know what the runtime is, but it just lasts forever. It definitely runs on for a bit. Like it's my least favorite Indiana Jones, even after uh, Crystal Skull, which is kind of saying something. Nah, that 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 one's worse than that. But Temple no, of Doom, I, I kind of liked Crystal Skull just because I liked the setting in the Amazon and stuff. I think the ending is so dumb, though. Like I can't get over that. Yeah, it definitely is like the whole like alien thing. Like I don't the like alien. that part. Oh but, my! But like goodness. as a Russian, I like to have a little bit of representation in Western media. So well, you have representation. I wouldn't say it's good representation. <laughs> you have representation for sure. Stranger <laughs> Things did a whole season on my people. You feel me? I don't know. Rocky kicked your right guys' ass. You know, Rocky Four. Rocky Four is a. I don't know. It's my favorite Rocky movie. Have you ever seen those movies? I like the original best, bro. I think I'm always a. I'm a Rocky Two guy. Rocky Two is my my favorite. Yeah, I don't know what it is, but it's my favorite. I don't know. I just feel like the first is like the most iconic and it has the most like intense plot. Yeah, know. but I feel like, like yeah, I, I guess it's like a kind of low quality because their budget wasn't all that much, and like that worked for that movie. But once their budget went up, you could tell, you know, like yeah, they had a lot better action, they had a lot better uh, like music. Like the one thing I can say about Rocky though is like I had a period after um Rocky where I just like. 
literally wanted to be a boxer like i swear to god like it just got me so yeah. motivated <laughs> i was like i was like I researching different like gloves and stuff like a heavy bag and stuff bro i, I thought i was ready to like take on the world <laughs> i had to get my ego in check a little bit bro i had to watch like zootopia and be like oh yeah this isn't for me bro how, how old were you like when you got into that i was like probably 14 i don't know i think i, I didn't watch the film so i was like 15 16 yeah it was yeah. like 2019 i started watching all of them and i was like okay yeah this movie's like it's cool but i'm not super motivated and then i saw creed 2 with that desert scene and i was like all right where's the gloves at i'm getting yeah, exactly right right. <laughs> some guy messes up your order at chick-fil-a you like square it's up like, exactly that that's that, that that scene was like all right how do i get started <laughs> people are talking about like protein diets like the best way to boost your testosterone is just watch rocky like <laughs> just watch them like keep training yeah i mean I can see exactly that. just like have the rocky music play while you're like in the gym or something like climbing the philadelphia steps on a that song is unironically on my playlist wait actually Unironically, it's on my car playlist. Oh, for like, real? I'd be bumping that yeah. while I'm like driving down the highway. This part we can cut out. I'm just gonna start speaking like unedited or anything. We can like uh, start getting into the main segment now, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna take a bathroom break though, real quick. All right, see you. All right, so we're back. Um, basically, me and Kaifin, we've been having like this um this fight <laughs> about whether cars is a legendary movie that potentially could top and dethrone every other movie in existence. So here's the dealio, right? Here's the dealio. I need to convince this guy that Cars is probably the best movie ever made. And somehow he, he's got to change his stubborn mind to believe that it is. So Okay. I just, I'm just trying to figure out if we're being genuine still. Like part of me still thinks you're just playing. You think this is ironic, bro? I, part of me thinks that you're just saying it just to say it. Because there's no way you think, like, greatest Pixar movie is one thing. Greatest animated movie is a different thing. But greatest movie, bro? It's definitely... Okay, I'll give you this, okay? There are definitely a lot of good movies out there. And I'm sure there is a good movie that I haven't watched that tops Cars. But personally, I do put Cars at the top of my all-time list right now like all time yeah dude. Right, well i guess like give your top five then or top three just to My see top where five? other movies that yeah just any movie all right sing two see like oh, this is where i start being like just joking because like come on <laughs> nah dude I don't, I don't know bro like um maybe um let me see let me see this is gonna sound kind of cliche and generic but Two's got to be Shawshank. No, that's fair, yeah. Two's Shawshank. Three, Everything Everywhere All at Once. Four, The Dark Knight. And five is a tie between Sing Two and... (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm just playing with you. I'm just playing with you. Sing Two and Sing One. (laughs) (laughs) Sing Two and Sing One. You just can't decide which one's better. (laughs) I can't decide for my fifth one. It's 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 basically like those four movies and then like everything else just kind of forms like a giant blur to me. I can see that. Yeah, I did really like uh, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Really good western. Um, I don't know. I just can't think of anything that would really fit that fifth spot at all. But, but you'd still put Cars at number one. Cars at I mean, number one. I mean, come on. I think top five for me. It's like a. I don't have an official ranking. This is like a toss up between Saving Private Ryan, Shawshank, 
think Forrest Gump probably. What, dude? I really Forrest Gump was like it's it was really a decent good. movie. I'll give you that, but there's no way it's cracking top five. Did I already say Saving Private Ryan? Yeah, you did. Are you just All a Tom right. Hanks fan? Do you have a crush on him or something? <laughs> it just so happens that two of my top five movies star him. Yes, but those are don't say really Castaway really next, bro. I'm gonna shoot you. No, no, no. I can't okay, good, good. Uh, I guess it's too similar to yours, but I think Dark Knight is probably gonna be up there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dark Knight is easily the best superhero film ever. Every day I switch between The Dark Knight and Infinity War. Like they're both like different. They're different in their own ways. I mean, Infinity War was good, but I don't put it above like four out of five, bro. Really? What? Come on! No, come on! No, bro. It's just like Marvel movies have like the same exact like you know what's gonna happen. It's all predictable. They like doing fan service stuff where they just like throw all the heroes in one melting pot and just say like, "Oh, have at it, guys." And they think like everybody's gonna go crazy because you get to see all sorts of unlikely alliances. Oh uh, yeah, uh, I'll, I'll like, give you that. They do they do fan service a lot. It's not as bad as Endgame. Endgame was one hundred percent fan service, but oh yeah, it's like fifty percent fan service. I would give you that. I honestly think like I know this is a tangent again, but Infinity War is better than Endgame. Yeah, no, one hundred percent. Endgame is decent. I would say. I would say it's like a three out of five. No, I'm no, I'm mean, wow, two and a half. Two and a half out of five. Two and a half out of five. What are you geeks? <laughs> nah, like, dude. something he would say he'd be like oh, that's like a 2 out of 5 you know <laughs> no but he says that just because <laughs> he likes favorite. playing devil's advocate okay? I don't know, so I'll tell you like, well, that's what you're doing <laughs> no I'm not trying to play devil's advocate I just really didn't like Endgame it felt it felt like there weren't it, like literally the fate of the world was at stake and for me the whole time it really didn't feel like anything was at stake personally it really didn't. And that's when the whole premise of the tension in your movie is based around the fact that the world is supposedly at stake because of some psycho purple dude. And I don't feel that tension. Then like the movie's ruined for me. Cause it's like, I have no sort of emotional connection to that. Spoiler alert. You just discovered my reason. One of my reasons for why cars is overrated. Okay. But we'll talk about that later. <laughs> like, come on, bro. Like that's, that's basically why I didn't like Endgame. Infinity That's War, cool. I'll give you that. Infinity War was all right, but so cars. <laughs> oh, are, are we are we transitioning that fast? Jump like, yeah, I guess we are. yeah, no, because yeah, I, I, I need to hear the reasons. Tell me why okay. Cars is your the best movie. Convince me. Okay, well, most of my love for Cars, if you factor out the nostalgia. Okay, I'm sorry for admitting that I have biases, okay? That's that's what every good debater does. They admit oh, their yeah, biases so that way people right. can't use it against them, okay? Exactly, yeah. Basically, the whole premise of the movie is that winning isn't everything. The intangible matters more than the tangible. And that friendships and relationships cannot be built in a place where you're you're focused on yourself. You have to be able to be selfless feel like those are some really good things that you want to instill in children and adults alike so i think it has that universal importance to everybody regardless of their age okay two i think the the character of lightning mcqueen is honestly one of the most dynamic characters in any movie ever because he changes so much throughout the movie and you get to see those changes happen live and it doesn't feel forced or like, oh, all of a sudden he's good now, you know? It feels like you're watching this guy slowly kind of break down his, these uh, false barriers that he set for himself as like this all-star and start to slowly become more accustomed to the small town life and sort of 
opening up to other people and realizing, you know, he's got to change. And I feel like that's really powerful for me, at least. Yeah, that's fair. Like, the, just right off the bat, you get to see, like, I'm speed, I'm lightning, you know, you know the thunder comes after the lightning, all that BS. But then, um, <laughs> but then, but then, but then he goes back, in, but then after the race, he goes back inside of his uh truck or whatever, inside of Mac, which is kind of weird. I do think it's like kind of weird that he's inside of another car, but you know, we're not going to mention that. Um, I mean, I'll go later, but all right, yeah. I mean, I guess, I guess the semi truck, like you only have the truck that's like the functioning part at the end and the rest is just like the trailer. Yeah, yeah, all right. It's like, if, if that's the case, is a truck like a Kardashian then? Like, is he just getting implants? Is that what it is? Or like, <laughs> what is it? Is it like a prosthetic? Maybe. I don't know, bro. Like, I, th- I think it's like a strap-on kind of. That's what I'm thinking. It's like, somehow it makes it weirder. <laughs> all right. But yeah, con- continue. You're right. This guy, he's like some super hot shot. He's got, puts on this big facade and he's all like, you know, like, ka-chow, ka-chiga, or no, that's, that's the wrong guy, but he's that's, like, ka <laughs> And then he gets into his, gets into this trailer at Mac or whatever. He's on the phone with Harv and Harv is like, oh, I got 20 tickets to your next race. Invite your friends. Send, invite your friends. And Lightning's like, oh yeah. Um, and then he just realizes like, oh shit, I don't have any friends. That's fair. Can I, can I do a quick side note? Did you know that? Uh, yeah, you can. Oh, okay. Uh, Chick Hicks is voiced by Michael Keaton. Did you know that? Yeah, yeah. I, I did not know that until I watched the movie. I was like, Wait, what? <laughs> you didn't notice the part where he just like won the race and said like, Kachiga, I'm Batman, bitch. And then just like skirted <laughs> off. And then... <laughs> is he a pimp? I mean, he calls himself Chick Hicks. That's definitely not a real name. I'll tell you that. <laughs> His name is Hicks. He just... <laughs> you are what you attract. You know what I mean? But anyways, long story short, Lightning McQueen, uh, you know, he's realizes like, oh God, I got to change, you know, like I'm not actually happy. And then he starts like sowing the seeds of doubt that like maybe this life isn't for him right from the bat. And then you slowly see him gravitate more towards the, the less materialistic view of life as he spends more time in Radiator Springs. And the transition is made pretty much like seamlessly because like you still notice parts of uh, the old Lightning McQueen bleed through. Yeah. No, but he's like, even when he's like kind of moved over and he's a nice guy now, like you still notice that he's still kind of part of this, like the same car he used to be. Right. Yeah. Basically, uh, Lightning McQueen transitioned from stardom to, you know, kind of a small town, happy, friendly person, I guess. Pretty smooth, honestly, for like this type of movie, especially with the runtime, you only have two hours to really show that change and like that's a change that really kind of takes a lifetime to accomplish so good job at kind of making it not seem too forced or rushed um, right, yeah. overall i think the the tension in the movie and the conflicts established were uh pretty good personally um there's different types of conflicts you see in like movies uh man versus self man versus man man versus nature man versus society technology and like the supernatural and cars hits every single one of those things. It's just like nails each individual type of conflict. <laughs> if you say so, okay, yeah. Uh, I made some notes, so I'm just going to start reading this out because I feel like uh, you sounded a little confused there, bud. But, um, <laughs> but. <laughs> okay. All right, <laughs> uh, yeah, all right, let's see man, it, bud. Man versus self. Okay, so Lightning McQueen has these internal struggles 
because he wants to be perfect. He wants to be the best car. He he's, wants his ego to be really, really high all the time. And he's got this facade on to act like he's the best, even though deep down he knows that he's not. So that ego and that perfectionism comes into conflict with his true naivety, which is you know that he's an inexperienced racer. He's a rookie. The odds are against him. He's, he's just a very inexperienced driver. And you know, he wants to be the best. So he, that comes into conflict and he's actually fighting himself the entire movie, trying to figure out like, do I even want this or do I just want to be the best with, without having to put the work in? And eventually that's where Doc comes in because Doc offers him that guidance that he really needs to push it to the next level. Then man versus man, obviously Chick Hicks is his main rival. Uh, Chick Hicks in, in a way sort of acts as like a foil character for lightning. Cause I know foils are supposed to be like opposite characters, but Chick Hicks is kind of like the same as Lightning at the start. Like they're both showboats. They both have the same dreams. They both have the same like personality. Yeah, they're both egotistical and kind of like annoying, whiny, stuff like that. And then um, as you move on in the movie, Lightning becomes less and less like Chick Hicks. And that change is made a lot more dynamic by seeing the static character of Chick Hicks because Chick Hicks doesn't change. And then we get to see the change of lightning contrasted with the sameness of Chick Hicks. And that really just overall like deepens and emphasizes that sort of, uh, that sort of gradual uh, improvement in lightning's character. So definitely a very smart element in the filmmaking to have another showboat at the start remain that same showboat at the end. Meanwhile, Lightning becomes like a better person because of it. Right, yeah. Then uh, nature, man versus nature. I would argue that time is part of nature and he's fighting time essentially because it's there's this whole conflict throughout the movie about new versus old cars and how like the rookies always get passed up on. So Lightning obviously has this fear that he's just going to be forgotten like all the rest and he's fighting against time itself and then there's also the conflict, just more of a shallow perspective of time, but he's got to make it back to the Piston Cup in time. So like, there's that aspect of time as well. And then we move on to man versus society. I would argue that society includes both the law because, you know, he has to face the consequences for his rash decisions. And then um, just society's expectations of him being a rookie who's like, this all-star who's like already like taken on like all these like top racers, like the King. He's got to live up to these expectations that are set for him. And I feel like that also plays a part into uh, like affecting his ego in turn, affecting his development as a person away from being so reliant on having his ego stroked and like jerked off this entire time. (laughs) You feel me? (laughs) I just like, it's a very deep conversation and the analogy uses he, his ego was jerked off. <laughs> okay, like, well, I'm sorry. So many, no, no, I like it. It's just there are so many words you can use to continue like the deep aspect of it. And that's the word you use. But well, anyway, you know, yes. I like to use that flavorful language. So. <laughs> that mature language. <laughs> like, this is sophisticated, right? But, um, so then man versus technology. Obviously, like I was saying earlier, the new cars versus the old cars being able to run better, have better engines and stuff like that. And also, I would argue convenience versus quality because, 
you know, obviously it's more convenient for Lightning to, you know, have like the same, uh, have the same things handed to him all the time. And, you know, but then when he has to get hooked up to Bessie to repave the town, he has to realize like, oh shoot, technology's not working in my favor this time. I got to actually like put some elbow grease in. So he starts, he starts driving. He's got to face like all that mental anguish to finally get where he was initially. And at that point, He's rejected where he was originally because he's changed as a person from being forced to live in this sort of old antiquated town for so long. And then uh, Man versus the Supernatural. This one might be a little bit of a stretch, but um, I would say uh, they do definitely have some sort of God in Cars, I would say. <laughs> uh, sorry, sorry, continue. I would say Mater is sort of a Christ-like figure. Oh, okay. No, okay. No, I'm going to hear you out, but okay. There was definitely elements of the supernatural, like the dream sequences where he imagines himself winning. Then he imagines Chick Hicks winning. And then like later on in the movie, he imagines Frank the tractor winning. (laughs) Like that was a really funny scene, but I would, I would argue the dreams themselves is sort of a conflict because, you know, it's almost like reality versus like self doubt almost. Yeah, exactly. It's like reality versus like just, um, like desire so he sees himself in the dream and then he sees chick hicks in the dream and then he sees frank in the dream the frank one's kind of irrelevant that one's more just for humor purposes just for humor, right? the chick hicks thing the parallel really shows that um lightning mcqueen he wants this dream he wants to start him he wants this fame at the start of the movie and then he also sees the same thing literally the exact same shots and everything except replacing him with chick hicks and he doesn't want that, which shows that he wants only himself to have this sort of uh, accomplishment of his dreams. He doesn't want anybody else to have that fame. He doesn't want anybody else to steal the starlight from him. So overall, that, uh, I guess, intensifies that sort of uh, selfishness at the start of the movie. And then um, there was another parallel I found um, he, at the start where he says, I'm speed. And then when he... Uh, shows up at the piston cup he does the same but thing with, like, all black. exactly but now he's dreaming about sally and stuff i think that's a really nice scene because it ties the movie together gives it another little full circle moment at the start he was like i eat losers for breakfast you know i'm i'm speed i'm the best and then at the end of the movie now he's like saying the exact same things but i don't think personally that he believes it anymore because he's he's too busy daydreaming about radiator springs so right yeah that parallel sort of really works to show the change in lightning as a character, which overall increases that dynamic character of lightning as a whole. And like I said earlier, that dynamic character is what really drives the movie. So as much as you can do to intensify that sort of change in lightning, just definitely works for the movie as a whole. Cause the whole movie is based off of that change. Yeah. Like his growth almost arc. I will say his character arc is one of the things I like about the movie Lightning Jones. Yeah, that, that that's like a, it's just a satisfying, say, well done. Like how he starts, how he ends. I like you said the parallels that I like about the movie. Yeah, and um, there was also some different parallels like that just didn't work in his favor. Like um, at the start, you know, like the paparazzi is like you know taking pictures. He does chow and all that <laughs> stuff. And next, then at the end, <laughs> you know what paparazzi I was thinking about. With the twins, you know the twins where they like cut out. Twins are like, flashing him and stuff. It's like yeah, it's like 
when you're a kid, you're like, oh, they're just trying to like them. And then you grow up, you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> now I know. <laughs> okay, I'm going to go off on a tangent for a second. But did you notice at the start of the movie, all the cars were doing the wave with their headlights? Yeah, like, in the crowd. Like, but then when you look at the twins, it's like, that's what they were hinting at. Like, what were exactly. they doing? Exactly. So the does that mean, like, <laughs> the entire crowd flashing at one? I think the, the whole. Well, no, I, I'll, I'll talk when it's my turn, but there's a problem I have with the movie. But yeah, continue. The crowd was flashing them all at once, apparently, because they were doing the wave with their headlights, but then the twins... They just really were... like lightning. <laughs> yeah, dude. And apparently, and apparently the twins loved lightning, because they were able to get up close to him and be like, hey, guess yeah. what? That's what I'm wondering. Like, just Mater, how did he even get in, like, the pit crew at the end, though? Like, <laughs> they just let him in. Like, they were, like, they were so, like, specific not to let that one rusty car in, but then once Mater comes through, they're just like, oh, yeah, all right. And not, not only did they, did they let like Mater and Guido and Dokken, but like in the middle of the race, they let him in. Like in yeah, the middle exactly. of the race, you would think like, not only like how, like how would you get in? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's a kiss. Who cares? Definitely. But um, also Doc functioned as a foil towards lightning again. Um, Cause he had the same life as lightning essentially, but, but he had you know, a different he, ending. Yeah. A different ending and lightning didn't want to let that happen to the King. So that made that sequence a lot more sad and stuff. Um, but at the same time, kind of happy because you feel good that he's like finally like kind of passing it on, you know, right? Helping the king finish his last race instead of making him go out like uh, Hudson did. Um, shout out, shout out, Paul Newman, by the way. R.I.P. to Paul I have, Newman. I have in my notes like I made bullet points of what's good and what's bad, and I just have Doc Hudson's one of the points, dude. Paul Paul Newman, bro, he was like eighty when the movie was made, like. That's crazy. I read somewhere like I don't even know if he was able to see it. I think didn't he pass before the film was released? I think he passed in two thousand eight, right? Uh, yeah, I might be true. Maybe I, I might just be making that up. <laughs> yeah, he passed in two thousand eight. Oh, okay. yeah. He did insane in that movie. That was that was a really really good performance from him. I would say, especially considering his age. Um, but um, what else was I gonna say? I gotta look at my notes again. <laughs> Almost, almost done. No, there's, there's like 200 bullet points, bro. I'm, I'm just. <laughs> oh, oh. Oh. Yeah, I did not put that much, but yeah, I liked all the parodies. Like they had like Jay Limo instead of Jay Leno. Uh, they had Car Girl <laughs> instead of Playboy. Uh, a bunch of other stuff. Uh, like um, Mater. There was like a lot of innuendos in there that were pretty funny. Like Mater said like something about um, did what in his cup? That was pretty funny. Uh, said he'd give his left two lug nuts instead of left nut. Um, there's a bunch of stuff like uh, there was like a couple endings where it's like you thought it was gonna be over and you thought he, lightning was gonna move on to something else. Like when he speeds off, when his boot gets taken off or whatever, he just drives off, and they're like, "Oh, I guess he's gone." And then next thing you know, he's like, "I guess." Like no, no one thought the movie was just gonna end with that, right? Like that was like. If it was your first time watching it, you might think like, oh, maybe he's just going to, the rest of the movie is just going to be about him traversing the desert, trying to figure out his way back <laughs> home or something. You know? Yeah. Let's- <laughs> if it was modern Pixar, I wouldn't doubt that would be the case because Pixar fell off hard. Yeah, but also I feel like they're kind of coming back. I feel like the last just like, a little two bit. or three years. They, they're slowly coming back. Yeah. yeah. Did they make Encanto or was that somebody else? I think that was them. They made Encanto, okay. they made Coco, I thought was pretty good. Yeah, dude. Yeah. And they're slow not a crawl back. Yeah. Um, I like some of the uh like the tuner scene. Did you notice like the tuner scene with like the neon cars like all pulling up? Like 
definitely a top five most badass sequence in like all of cinema. Yeah, but I, mean, I, I honestly, I honestly wish they were in the movie more because like they seem like they would be kind of funny just to have around, like maybe like a small antagonist kind of group. And then they just yeah. leave. No, I, was, I was a little disappointed with that. I'm not gonna lie. Maybe, maybe. Um, definitely some of the other stuff like the groupies. Uh, those were pretty funny. Um, what else was it? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The blown tire at the start that literally like prevents him from winning. That was a really, really nice way to like introduce some sort of conflict into the movie. Like the fact that he was like this huge showboat and then realized like, oh shoot, I should have, I shouldn't just be so cocky. I got to actually my pit crew. Yeah, exactly. He shouldn't be so mean to his pit crew. His pit crew leaves. He blows the tire or whatever. And I think that shows some sort of like pragmatic flaws in his personality. Cause it's like, right. Cause like, Obviously, you know, like you can survive without having any meaningful relationships. You can survive being some sort of fake loser who just like thinks they're the best at everything. But if your your entire uh, career is racing and you're starting to have like problems racing because of your ego, then that's like the first sign something's got to change. And I think the fact that he got into this mess because he blew that tire like, I think that personally is just like a really, really nice way to introduce like the tension into the movie. Yeah, um, I agree. What else was I saying? Some nice like one liners from some of the characters out there, like the old like Model T or whatever. And then like the stoner van. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the, Fly away and let me free. Yeah. With the, t- the two morning songs. It was like, cut that trench out. I think Mater was just a really like beloved character i guess um i know you think he's annoying don't get me wrong uh, uh, I'll get you. <laughs> but <laughs> made it made is just like right off the bat like he's just so innocent and like so like oblivious that it's just like kind of hard not to love him especially since at the start of the movie like they've developed lightning as a character to make the audience kind of hate him just sort of this repulsive character that you don't really want to support even though he's the protagonist but then right. um once you introduce Mater in there, Lightning seems like an even worse person. And then you sort of show them growing together and show Mater kind of rubbing off on Lightning. And Mater being the static character he is, he's kind of like a foil. Because you get to see Lightning become less like Chick Hicks and more like Mater. And I think that relationship <laughs> really something special. Yeah, I like that. The tractor tipping sequence, like that the whole thing was really funny. Um um what else was there you yeah just like a lot of sympathy overall from mater now uh obviously there was a lot of sexual tension between uh lightning and sally but i thought, um, you, I thought you were gonna say lightning and mater i was like i'm sorry <laughs> did we watch the same movie that's not until cars 2 <laughs> No, but, um, but like uh, i think they definitely built that tension like perfectly like just the those little side eyes that Sally does, like tell me, tell me that's not kind of like. I mean, uh, like watch, hear, watch me out, hear me out, hear me out, bro, hear me out. Here. I'm not gonna hear you out. I'm not gonna hear you out. <laughs> You're not gonna hear me out. Bro? I'm not gonna hear you out. No. <laughs> okay, got you, got you. But, I, already know, um, I don't even know what we're about to say. I just know it's gonna be like like a Judy Hopps but in 2006. It's like, okay, bro, Judy Hopps is kind of bad. That's literally a car. Judy Hopps is bad though. I'm, I, I'm just concerned for those that like genuinely think that. Well, it's good to know some people are concerned about me, right? Um, <laughs> I am concerned about you, yes. Exactly. But honestly, though, Sally, like, 
like, come on, bro. Like the perfect oh, card God. for lightning. Okay. And, okay. okay. I think okay, you're anyway, copper, you gotta admit. It's like, no, I know. <laughs> yeah. And, um, the whole like, uh, sequence with uh james taylor's song playing while the uh route 66 uh-huh. slowly becomes old and antiquated like nobody uh, goes there anymore is that sequence literally like of- route 66 oh why did i put 88 in my notes you're stupid i might be stupid yeah <laughs> no but the whole sequence where like route 66 slowly becomes worse and like older and like the buildings become abandoned and stuff that sequence kind of brings a tear to my eye it's got a special place in my heart. Um, that one was just overall pretty emotional because you get to watch this like thriving community in the middle of the desert slowly become nothing. And you kind of get to see why these characters are so nice all the time and so perfect because it's like, it just like, like the, really uh, lets you connect with the, the townspeople, even if they're minor characters. And I like that it's uh, it's kind of like the sum narration, but a lot of it's just wordless storytelling of like the evolution of the town. Yeah, like yeah, it was like, like a nice montage. montage. Yeah, it's like a montage, exactly. Also, the montage when they were driving out to California with Life is a Highway playing, like, dude, that's that's scoted. Super iconic. Like, Mac making the faces in the back of, like, the shiny, like, water truck or whatever. Mid. Okay, shut up. Um, <laughs> the opening shot, the opening sequence literally starting off with I am speed in, like, a pitch black thing like and then you open it up and you see lightning's point of view like looking up at like the huge crowd around him and stuff like that is a pretty intense like opening sequence like it really starts it off on a powerful note um definitely some great tracking shots during all the races and stuff i really liked the the cinematography even though it is an animated movie so they really had more freedom with that like during the racing or just during during the entire movie but especially during the race okay all right. Um, I liked how they stayed true to a lot of different NASCAR things, like uh, like sort of like the announcers, the different people in the crowd, like all the RVs parked out, like tailgating and stuff. Um, like the sponsor tent, like the Rusty's guys, like dude. <laughs> like I didn't realize this until recently, but Rusty's is a bumper ointment, which is essentially just hemorrhoid cream for cars. So. If you and think about like, it, let's sponsor this rookie. <laughs> exactly. And Lightning McQueen, that, that makes it all the more intense at the end when Lightning chooses to stick with the Rusty's guys because he's essentially the spokesperson for a hemorrhoid cream, right? And he yeah. could be the <laughs> spokesperson for Dynaco, right? So, like, <laughs> like come on, man. It, yeah, yeah, that's that's okay. intense. It's There's just, a lot of attention to detail. If you looked at some of the, like the banners and posters and signs, into all the ambience and the audio and stuff like there is a lot of attention to detail it never felt dull the world felt very much alive even though radiator springs was supposed to feel kind of dead right there was even like a flag inside of a uh, luigi's like casadella tires or whatever it was literally an italian flag that said fettuccine alfredo on it in like cursive <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't pay that much attention but yeah Dude, there, okay. yeah i was paying too much attention um there was there was a lot of other stuff um like this one guy i forget what his name it was fred fred he had like the license plate the vanity plate that said fred on it and then lightning's like oh hi fred and he's like oh he knows my name he knows my name like okay like oh that was kind of funny yeah dude didn't he say that at the end too where he's like they know my name andretti or whatever what what was it i don't don't know but yeah yeah i know what you're talking about 
all the semi trucks on the highway, super relatable being from Michigan, <laughs> like literally not being able yeah. to tell which truck is his because it's dark and then like all you see is semis around you. Like, bro, that just like it's relatable. I don't know if you noticed, but like all the tiny cars like that were flies like buzzing around. Oh, yeah, I think that's kind of like that was just like a, not a car, but yeah. Yeah. Um definitely uh Mater's Mater's obvious one liner, super iconic. She just likes me for my body. Like that that line I'm is I'm gonna be honest, that's the only Mater line that made me laugh. Probably all of cinema <laughs> my history. I would have cut out again. Did I cut out? God damn it. Yeah, you, you should love the call. <laughs> Bro, cars is just too intense for my Wi Fi yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, are you are you wrapping it up or you got more? No, I got more. I got more. Oh boy, how, how much more? I, I, I'm ready to tear this movie apart. Bro. Okay, there are a lot of full circle moments, and obviously, full circle moments have done well. Like in Cars, they can provide for super super satisfying endings. I just like the fact that they had so many like wrap ups. You know, like like Lightning like not wanting tires from Luigi at the start of the movie, and then like getting some white walls at the end, and like you know trying to like give right, back yeah. to the town like i really loved that whole sequence of him like making everybody's day and it just like brought a smile to my face and tears to my heart bro like god <laughs> tears to your heart <laughs> i'm sorry that, that that's not a reaction to a movie that's a medical problem <laughs> <laughs> like that's not that's not a good thing yeah. uh yeah uh the 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 whole shaboom sequence where they had like the lights going on and the neon and they're all cruising down the city like the visuals and the color grade for the movie were just all gorgeous like i don't know if you noticed but the animation like it was easily one of the best looking animated movies of the time and it's probably still one of the best looking animated movies today i will say it didn't look good and that shaboom song i didn't know that shaboom song was in uh cars until i watched it i i like that song a lot yeah, it kind of got popular from Cars, at least. I mean, it was a little popular back when it released, but um, it got like a second life through Cars. Right, yeah. Or we just, yeah. But yeah, that neon scene where like all the lights go on, you see the town be all lit up like it's heyday. Like, that was a really nice scene, and I love that. Um, What else was there? Uh, The whole scene where Lightning McQueen, they're all like, oh, he didn't even say goodbye, and then he just turns up right next to Mater. That whole scene yeah. is pretty nice, and it's like you get to see the change in Lightning because, like, instead of running away when he had the chance, instead he stays behind, and I think that really highlights. That was like yeah. the the the, de- the definite moment where you're like, this guy is actually a nice guy now, you know? Got some empathy. And then uh, Guido, of course, just a motherfucking goat, bro, with the six second pit stop, just like boom, 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 boom. All the mustaches fall off the other pit crew. Dude, for real, that scene, that scene was just like. I could feel Iconic. it, bro. Yeah. It was, yeah, dude. Um, and then you could hear Chick Hicks celebrating in the background while like Lightning was pushing yeah. Dynaco to the front or whatever. And then like, when he celebrates at the end and everyone's like doing it. throwing stuff at him. Like yeah. you're just seeing <laughs> Chick Hicks, it's kind of like ironic. Well, it's not ironic, but it's just like a nice ending because essentially Lightning loses the what he wanted from the very start. But he gains something a lot more important. I think that's better than him just like solving the conflict and getting what he wanted and winning. I think the fact that he didn't win shows that growth. And I think that growth was really how he resolved his story. Right. And Chick Hicks, essentially the villain, the antagonist, won. But we realize in the end as viewers that 
the win was never what mattered. So I think that was a really, really nice way to wrap things up. And Mater gets his helicopter ride, of course. Um, and uh, yeah, that's that's basically all I got to say. I think I'm pretty much out of stuff. I did have a few questions logically, though. Um, so Doc Hudson is a 1951 Hudson Hornet. And somehow his Piston Cup was 1951. So either he was racing since he was a baby or like something happened. He just was born as an adult. And I don't okay, think that makes well. sense. Because, I don't <laughs> think that makes sense because we see baby cars in the stands at the first race. So we know that cars grow up. Can I go on this tangent real quick? <laughs> <laughs> baby cars, bro. Explain yeah, me how that makes sense. <laughs> like, what? Dude. Like that implies there's car sex. That implies there's car pregnancy, car childbirth, car. Uh, you didn't know that, bro. What do you think the exhaust pipes for? But then, like, what's the other part? <laughs> <laughs> like, what's like an extended fender or something? Like, I don't know. I don't know, bro. I don't yeah, know. It's, it, it, it's it's a little weird, but yes, you're right. Yeah, but um, I think it is kind of weird to think about the logic of the world that goes on but i think the fact that they make you kind of think about the logic of the world like kind of like goes to show how good the movie is because if it was just a normal movie we wouldn't be talking about how car sex functions right now okay it has to be a different like otherworldly experience for us to be like let's sit down for a minute and talk about how cars (laughs) yeah exactly let's (laughs) figure this out like we wouldn't be talking about this if it wasn't such a good movie i disagree but okay I don't think the movie, the movie doesn't have to be good for us to question that. It just has to have holes in the logic. And also, the other problem with the logic is uh, how the cars stole Lightning McQueen's gas. Because, like, isn't gas pretty much like beverages for them? Well, so, like, so, like, so, like, I don't know. <laughs> so, like, they, that's pretty much like them, like, taking Stealing water, water out of your yeah. kidneys or something, bro. Like, like bro, that's, that's literally illegal. Let's <laughs> go. <laughs> Like um, taking food out of your stomach after you've eaten. It's like, yeah, definitely. Um, last thing I want to say, shout out to Mac, bro. He was a real one. He stepped up when nobody else would. He just like literally decided I'm going to be the entire pit crew for Lightning McQueen before like all the radiator guys showed up. So I just want to say shout out Mac. Bro, <laughs> he's a ride or die for real, for real. Anyway, Who are you shouting out Mac to? <laughs> the five viewers that we're going to have. <laughs> Wait, actually, how about, let me let me count how many people are in the group chat so I can see how many viewers. Yeah. <laughs> let's see how many. Let's see how many of our friends we can force into watching this. <laughs> yeah, listen to a two-hour podcast. We don't get to the car stuff till like there's eight people in the the main GI Jane chat, so Bro. I assume that there's gonna be like maybe have, three have people like, who listen. Have like your sister or something watch that. We need to get double digits. Nah, dude, we can't have my sister listening to what we're talking about. <laughs> all right, all right. That's a lot of all awkward right. conversations <laughs> with my parents. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, all yeah. Right. yeah talk exhaust pipes and shit? No. They're like, what does this have to do with cars? <laughs> I don't know. Okay, I'll hear you out now. I'll hear you out. What you okay. guys say? Okay. Well, first of all, let me go with what's yeah. good. Which you, you already said a lot of what I said. Lightning McQueen's character arc. All right. Starts off, starts off as his hot yeah. shot. He's like the first. What do they say? He's like the first rookie to win the piston cup, or almost win the piston cup, right? Yeah. So he's like, he's got this ego. He's got this giant ego, giant dreams of going to Donico, going to be great. But then, but then, as he gets stuck in radiator strings, 
frames, he kind of mellows out, you know, he becomes a little more empathetic to the, towards the other characters. It's satisfying to see, like, he learns his lesson, which, again, it's a kid's movie, like, I expect him to learn his lesson, because that's how the movies work. But it is satisfying to see him learn his lesson and help out the king at the end. That's good. I like that. I wrote down a note that just says Route 66. That's because that time-lapse scene is phenomenal. Like, if you take that scene out of the entire movie, I would think it's just a really good Pixar short film. Yeah. Like, with wordless storytelling, the song in the background, the visual showing how time went from this bustling little, like, center for the interstate highway. But then as soon as, like, the big highway came in, they were like, oh, we're so excited. New viewers. But then that doesn't happen. They get a little sad. I like that a lot. Yeah, I, I, like you said, it could literally be a short film by itself. Just that little montage. Yeah, the racing scenes were really well done. That's just like a little side note. Like, Actually. like it's a cartoon racing movie in two thousand six, but it is pretty. It's it's good. It's entertaining. Definitely, definitely. Doc Hudson, I love that character. I love the voice actor. It's really good. And I just wrote the ending because, like I said, with the character arc, like it's really satisfying to see him. Sacrifice the win just to help out the king because he learns a lesson from Doc. Definitely, definitely. Now, here is where I put the bad. Oh no! So, <laughs> oh no! Oh so, no! Right, the movie opens up right. He's he's in this race. He's the first rookie to win the Piston Cup. You see yeah. all these shining lights, it's bright colors, this really vibrant environment. You yes. get on the highway. The colorful cars are there, like pink green. It's like really eye catching. Yeah. But then, like fifteen twenty minutes in the movie. He gets stuck in Radiator Springs, this dirty brown environment with nothing going on but dust, weeds, and tractors for the whole movie. Okay. I find it boring. The whole movie I find boring until like the last 20 minutes, 30 minutes. Because he doesn't do anything besides make the road. No, he doesn't. Like there are small moments here and there, but he's stuck in Radiator Springs, kind of just screwing around, doing nothing. Bro. He does so much in Radiator Springs, though. I think that's not a valid point. He learns that it doesn't always have to be hustle and bustle all the time. He learns that it's good to slow down. He literally says that line in the movie. It's good to just take a break and slow down for a while or whatever. Something like yeah, that. Yeah, but he doesn't realize that until the movie's already halfway over. Like, the first time where like the Radiator Springs aspect where he's like, oh, this is kind of chill comes in is like at the 50, 55 minute mark. So, yeah, when, when he's stuck in radio streaming, he's like, oh, this is really cool. It's, it's nice to settle down, relax for a bit. Not everything is go, go, go. Yeah. That's a good message. But it comes in at, like, the hour mark, like, hour 20-minute mark almost. That's when the Route 66 scene is. But before that, what's he doing? Because he's in Radiator Springs 15 minutes into the movie. Between the 15-minute mark no, and no, the hour he was, he was mark, in there, like, 20 not doing minutes. anything. All right, fine. From the 20-minute mark. It was like 25, okay? All right. 25. Fine, even 25, then. If it's 25-minute mark to the hour 20-minute mark, he's doing what, exactly? For an hour, he's not really doing much. He's fixing the road, becoming acquainted with the people who live in the town. Is sound. he, though? Is he really becoming acquainted with the people, or is he becoming acquainted with Sally? He's becoming acquainted with Sally, which leads him to become acquainted yes, with everybody but be, else. but he doesn't become acquainted with Sally until, like, the hour 15, hour 20-minute mark. I forgot to mention this earlier, but... If you didn't notice, his attraction, his lust for Sally drives the entire movie. And I think that says something about the human condition. Because I think, personally, right, the, the desire to, right, the desire to reproduce... I bit my tongue for a lot of what you said, but I'm drawing a line there. You're reading way too deep into this movie. <laughs> okay, anyway. No, but think about it. No, no, no. Hear me out. Hear me out. Let, let me, let How me does talk. he become friends with Mater? 
through Sally. How does he become friends with anybody else in the town? Because he wants to bang Sally. But when does he become truly, like, acquainted with Sally? Where Sally genuinely likes him back? When they go on the drive. When is the drive? Like, hour 20 minute into the movie. That's the point. It's supposed no, to build no, up dude, towards let, let that. Let me talk, let me talk. So from 25 minutes to hour 20 minutes, what is he doing? Nothing. He's fixing the road and he's complaining. That is not captivating. That's boring. That is so boring because there's nothing interesting to look at. Bro, he's, he wasn't fixing the road the whole time. He, there were yes, other he, scenes. Okay, yes, he was racing. There were other scenes. In but there. the racing was kind of lame because that only lasted like two minutes. It's just boring. It's not boring. It is no. boring. Okay, fine. I'll go to my next point if you're going to keep arguing it then. I want to get this solved, okay? There was more than just fixing the road. Like, he found out, I, you know. I'll like, sell this right that, now. No, no. I'll sell this right now. I'll compromise. He is learning a little bit about the town by doing a whole lot of nothing. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, if you consider dialogue nothing, like, I a do lot when of the, the dialogue best doesn't all really time. matter. What are you talking about? All that dialogue led up to his final change. Yeah, the He's, dialogue with Doc Hudson. He was having conversations. The dialogue with Doc Hudson, yes. The dialogue with Sally during the drive, yes. Every other dialogue, no. What about Mater? The dialogue with Mater. What dialogue with Mater? Where he's like talking about driving backwards, talking about tractors? No, that dialogue is just for humor. Okay, part of what makes a film good is being able to connect with the different characters and introducing you to those characters is the only way you can connect with them and build that sort of relationship that all culminates in the final climax. Yes, but so, it's a shame that while you think nothing is not like Mater. <laughs> in reality, he's building the relationships with the people in Radiator Springs, which eventually culminates in him winning the moral victory over Chick Hicks. I'll put a pin it later because i have a bullet point for later that i know you're not gonna like but it really relates to this okay so we'll put a pin in it fine, fine. my next note i have and this is the really unpopular opinion i don't find mater funny i find him annoying what was annoying about him that the fact that he's oblivious like yeah that could be kind of admirable it's kind of like oh haha, cute, whatever bro. it's cute but it, it's it's cute in Finding Nemo. Dory, I find cool. I find her chill because she's oblivious. Yeah, I thought Dory was annoying. Okay, then I guess we just have differing opinions because Mater, I do not find funny. Dory, at least, find funny. Is it Larry the Cable Guy that ruins it for you? If it was like a different actor who was less hillbilly-ish, would it, would it be okay for you? Or Well, never know. It's entirely possible, but I don't think it's the actor. I think it's the fact that like he tries to do so many jokes. Almost all of his lines are jokes. But most of them miss. Okay, well, that's your opinion. Maybe, maybe your uh, humor has uh, advanced a bit since uh, you were once part of this target demographic. But okay, well, that would be that would be a valid that would be a valid criticism if I liked the movie as a kid. I didn't really like the movie as a kid. I was really excited to watch Incredibles, Ratatouille, uh, Monsters Inc., etc. When this came on, I was not as excited. I'm telling you. So even as a kid, I was just no. Well, obviously, I didn't watch it when it came out. Neither did you. I watched it like when I was like five, six. But anyway, the humor is missing. Mater, I don't find funny. The other side characters, I don't really find that funny. It's just not a very funny movie to me. You think like uh, Toy Story is funnier? Yeah, I thought, I, I, you're gonna call me a Tom Hanks fanboy. I like Tom. No, Hanks. No, he's a good like, actor. I, uh, I can't deny that. But you think Toy Story had better jokes than Cars? Yes. Okay, well, humor changes for everybody. It's subjective. So some people might think something's funnier than other people. Like, just like I think your taste in Eminem is kind of not based, but you know, it's it's like, it's one of those things like really, like you can't change about, you can't change about somebody. So it's like no point trying to argue over it. So, so the humor is irrelevant, but like 
objectively speaking, like what about the plot rubbed you the wrong way? I put this at the end, but I was talking about it now. I know how you said that the tension was captivating because it's like man versus man, man versus yeah. machine. I do not find the tension. I don't find tension. And there's no tension for you. No. Oh, cool. Okay. Because like, you, you could say the man versus self tension is there, and like yeah, but it's not focused on until like again halfway through the movie, and then they kind of gloss over it almost. Like talk about it, and then it goes back to I gotta. I gotta help save the town, which is like, yeah, that's cool. But then again, he goes back to the race. You wanted to stay in Radiator Springs. Okay, but the tension for half the movie before he starts like questioning himself, like, do I really want this? Is I need to get back to the Piston Cup. Essentially. I do not find that captivating. I don't find, oh, I need to make it to the big race. Good tension. I'll bring up Toy Story. The tension is, uh, we're gonna get killed because this kid is trying to uh, dismember us. We need to escape. I find that good tension because, like, that's a threat right there. Monsters Inc. We need to return this kid to the human world because the monsters are going after her, and now they're going after us. We don't know what they're going to do to her or us. I find that tension. That's a threat. I mean, the threat in cards is I may not win the big race. To me, I think too many movies try to do like a life and death thing. I think Cars is one of those movies that really doesn't need to do that and really executes it well enough where it's like. It can make something so small and so minuscule, like, okay, it's a race, seem so like big just because you know the motives behind it. You know that you could have this huge life of luxury, and it's not necessarily the race. It's more the lifestyle that he wants. And I think, in a way, it is kind of life and death because he would do anything to have this sort of lifestyle. And essentially, that's just going to slip away from under his fingers if he doesn't make it to the race. So that, That'd be true. And I like that it's not life and death because Cars 2 makes yeah, it life and death. I, I hated Cars, like Cars 2. I did not like it. I'll tell you that. But the, ten- the tension up until the tension for half the movie, I'll just say, it doesn't even seem like I need to win the race. Like he's confident he'll win the race. Yeah, exactly. The tension is I need to make it to pit the Piston Cup. I need to literally get to California. Not I need to yeah, win the race. Yeah, he's confident he's going to win the race because he's such a cocky asshole at the start of the movie. Yeah, but the tension isn't like, oh, I need to win this race because I really want to win it. It's like No, the tension's I got to get back to the race because obviously you got to get to a race before you can actually race. Then you're focused. Yeah, the tension, is, the tension is quite literally, I need to get to the exactly. race. I just don't find that captivating. I don't. If you're dropped in the middle of nowhere... And you have to get to a race that's who knows where, like loads of miles away. Like, what are you? Here's the difference, though. Here's the difference. One that that is the tension. Lightning McQueen is so unlikable. It's like I don't want him to make it to the race because he's such a no. Jerk. Exactly. That's the point. You're not supposed to like him at the start. Well, then who am I supposed to be rooting for? For like half the movie, I'm not rooting for him. You're supposed to be rooting for him to change. You're supposed to be rooting for him to become less. No, you don't know that. You don't know that that's the moral up until the past halfway through the movie. I feel like the main thing I'm trying to say is they take too much time getting to what the moral is. Really, I, I feel like the pacing because I've been saying half time, but I feel it's way past half time. It's like once they reach a minute fifteen, that's when they start realizing the I need to relax. It's man versus no, no. They were they were sowing like, seeds all the way up. They were sowing seeds all the way up from the time he arrived in Radiator Springs. Like there were moments where he was like, "Oh shoot, you know, like I might have to change because like my like ego's not getting me anywhere." Like there were times where that was like what, uh, like literally from the moment that he decides, you know, like it's better to run from the law than to freaking like face his consequences and stuff. He literally decides like I'm gonna run off and I'm gonna be fine because I'm a race car. 
Like literally the fact that he's like telling Mac, you have to stay awake on the road. Like, and then Mac eventually falls asleep. Like he puts himself into this mess. And the movie is just him trying to get out of this that he created for himself because he was such an egotistical maniac at the start. And eventually he becomes less of an egotistical maniac, which is the main growth of the film that really drives home the point that he's got to change his ways. You feel me? I just, I can't get behind that. It's just because they don't hint at anything where it's like, oh, well, yeah, he's an egotistical maniac, but he doesn't really even seem remorseful for that. He doesn't feel like he's sorry for being egotistical. He doesn't, re- he doesn't even realize he's being a bad no, person. No, I know. At least he's so and blinded point, by his like, own like desires. Yeah, he's so blinded. And it'd be fine. It'd be fine if he had some good qualities, but he has pretty much no good qualities up until he's like, "Oh, I'm gonna be nice to Mater. I'm gonna talk with Sally. I'm gonna fix the town." And again, that is well past half the movie. Wait, are you talking redeemable qualities, as in like good qualities about him, or qualities that make us have sympathy for him? Pretty much both. Okay, because he definitely had where he has no friends. That makes us sympathetic for him, because we feel bad for him, and we realize. No, because you know, because it's not it's not like he has no friends because of no wanting to talk to him. He doesn't have friends because he pushes exactly. everyone away and he's a jerk. Exactly. Like the pit crew, his sponsors, Mac. Like I'm not sympathetic for him though. Why would I be sympathetic if he's actively pushing everyone away? I don't know. Maybe you're just like a lot tougher than I am because I personally that's like to me it's like I feel bad for him. Like I want him to change and I feel like that that might be why I like the movies so much. Right, 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 right. Wanting him to change, wanting him to change and being sympathetic for him. No, right it now. is the same because you're sympathetic for the yeah. fact that he got himself into such a mess. So you want him to change his ways so that he can improve from the experience. And- I, w- I, I would want him to succeed if he was likable, if he had any good qualities because he's a jerk to me. said, Sally, love your God. enemies, my guy. You are bringing religion into cards. Dude, what are you talking I told you <laughs> Mater was a Christ-like figure earlier, okay? I guess you were literally. Honestly, I feel bad for people who are bad people. Like, I really feel like they're just struggling and they're just broken people who need to find out how to fix themselves and get to where they need to be. Uh, And honestly, that's why I liked Lightning McQueen so much as a dynamic character, because even though he was severely unlikable at the start, and I was like, yeah, this guy, this guy, like, I kind of hope he loses just because he's so, like, egotistical and so narcissistic, but... Then by the end of the movie, I'm rooting. I'm rooting for him because a good I really example of that is the Grinch. The difference between the Grinch is I like he's really entertaining, right? Like he's a bad guy by any means. He's trying to rob Christmas, right? Yeah, but he's entertaining to watch because that song slaps. His uh, little grin that he does. Wait, the Tyler the Creator one or the original? <laughs> no, the original cartoon. Okay, got you, got you. The grin he does iconic. The fact that he steals Christmas is like such an outlandish idea, but you kind of want to see how he does it, right? Like no, the I agree. The Grinch is a good movie. I will, I'll give you that. But, but Lady McQueen is not really entertaining. Well, that's just that's more of a subjective thing than an objective thing to me. And they make him stuck, again, fixing the road. Like, that's his task. And then once he does yeah, that... I mean, he messed up and he ruined the road, so it's his obligation to fix it, you know? It's like... I'm just saying that for the first half of the movie, there's a whole lot... There's nothing going on. Really, what they're doing is just laying the seeds for what's about to happen. And if you can't trust the process, then I don't know. Maybe it's not the right movie for you. Movies nowadays are just like, they hand everything to you on a silver platter. They're just like, you know, screw it. 
Here's the guy. Here's his problem. He's going to solve it eventually. You know, here we go. We're solving it. You know, it's done. But cars, it gradually reaches towards that, which makes it a lot more smooth as a transition overall. You feel me? Eh, I feel like the silver platter thing, the silver platter thing, the silver. Here's the thing. Yeah. They don't don't need to hand everything to you. I'm not saying that. They can have subtle hints and stuff. They got to supplement that with something. Got to like, they got to make you want to watch the rest of the movie. I gotta be honest. I, I wanted yeah. to turn the movie off because, like, again, there was nothing going on. Like, they can hint at it, they can put the seeds in, like you say, but they got something that with something that would make me want to continue watching, which they didn't. Like, they made him fix the road. They had him race Doc at one point, but beside that, like, there's just nothing that makes you want to watch. There's nothing that wants to make me see where the movie is going from there. You didn't want to see him get back to the race at all? Like, you weren't wondering, like, if he could make it? If I wanted to see that, I would skip to the end to see what happens. Like, why would I waste my time watching an Because it's a movie. movie. God, no. I'm just saying. You watch movies wanting to know what happens in the end, but that doesn't you mean you skip good to the end on every single... If it's a good movie, then yeah, you want to watch front to back. Yeah, and Cars does I that. don't. <laughs> Not with Cars. Well, that's your problem. That's not my. I never said it was your problem. I'm just saying it's the movie's problem. God, if you if you haven't caught on by now, bro, like it's it's like it's too late to join the party. You feel me? Too late to join the party. <laughs> like, come on, man. All right, I still got more of this. Okay, well, this is another thing. I wrote this as a joke. I said it created Cars Two. That was more of a joke, like ha ha, Cars Two's bad. But the more I think about it, no, it's facts, bro. Like, Lightning, well, I mean, Lightning McQueen's character arc is trash in Cars 2. Because you say he realizes that racing is not as important, uh, his friendship is more important, taking a chill pill is more important. The very next movie, he joins an international race and gets super mad at me. We don't talk about Cars 2. Cars 2 was a disappointment to the franchise. They should have just had it be a one-and-done movie, just Cars. But instead, they had to add two more movies just because of the success of the first. Yeah, that was just a tangent against Cars 2. That was like that's not that's not a, that's not a take I against cars. I just wanted to say that. No, I agree with you. I'm a, I'm against cars too. Okay, so I also said that the side characters, at least some of them, were annoying. The Model T lady was annoying. I'll give you that. The Model T lady, I did not like. The hippie van, I thought he, he was saying like just stereotypical stoner lines. Like he wasn't like that interesting, you know. You got to know the context. Like having a stoner character in a children's movie just makes it so much more fun. It, it's just it's just weird. I don't know if it's necessarily bad, but he, he didn't do anything like super funny either. So it's like he's kind of just there. Same, same, same with the Sarge. Yeah, same they with really the, just uh, wanted to add more diversity to the town and show that it's kind of like a, a melting pot of cultures. Yeah, but I mean, you, you could show that in different ways. You argue that there was nothing interesting about Radiator Springs, but what I'm trying to say is that they added that diversity in the cast in Radiator Springs because they wanted to make it feel more lively and more uh, dynamic because. If they just had a bunch of like generic cars that belonged in an old town in the middle of nowhere, then it would just be a very boring ensemble of characters. I will say, the more I think about it, the fact that like there's nothing going on radio streams, that might be the point, I will say, because it's like, oh, I got trash. But like that's not really enough, you know? It's still boring. Like, yeah, that's the point. Like, oh, it's boring. Like, yeah, it is. Are you just like conditioned by superhero movies to not like any dialogue? Because... I feel like some of the oh conversation. God. There's no some, way you just said that. No, because I feel like if Cars was made in 2022, the entire thing would just be racing sequences and it would be annoying. But the conversations and like the small little things that happen are really what the like the bread and butter that make this movie so great, in my opinion. Right. Let, me, let me. I guess let me clarify. I'm not saying Cars is a bad movie. 
No, I know you've told me that like a million times. I would, I would argue it's a good movie. It's a good movie, but okay. it, I just saying it's number one is like there's, there are flaws with the movie. Okay, it's not no, the there are flaws. Obviously, perfection does not exist. But if perfection did exist, then cars would be pretty damn close. Okay, that's that's what I'm saying. I, I, I just can't agree with that. Let, let, let me continue. Let me continue. This one's more of just a side note. It's like. Got you, got you. Too many sexual innuendos. I know. I, I texted you. There were there were like ten in the whole movie at most. At like, most, that's just not true. <laughs> there were ten in like the first half. The entire character of Flo, everything she says is pretty much sexual innuendo. The character of the Model T Ford, which is like spanking McQueen, that happens like three times in the movie. If they just had children's human or children's movie, nobody would watch it once you reach a certain age. Unless it was truly that good. What? Unless it was really that good. If a children movie is really good, then yeah, you watch it. You take the innuendos out, it's less good than it would have been. So I it's disagree. Accepted. The innuendos are there to like make adults laugh. But there's just so many. They're so obvious. None of them are really clever. It's like, we're going to put a word in front of nuts. That's the innuendo. Lug nuts are the part of the car, bro. I know that, but that's not what he was saying. He was talking about like nuts. No, I know, but there's, there's a clever twist on it because... Is it though? Like, I don't think that's clever though. That's like a given with the Cars movie that you're trying to put adult humor in. That's like top three jokes you would make. I personally I think it works. I, think, I, think, I, think I don't it works. even think okay. it's original to that movie. I'm sure if there was another Cars movie like like similar to it, that, that joke would be in there. But there wasn't. It's just Cars. That's the I thing. Just, <laughs> it, it's just not a very clever movie. It's like the any windows aren't that clever. It's like one of those things where you're like, oh yeah, I could think of that joke, but it's like after somebody said it. It's like in hindsight. So it's like just because they said it first doesn't mean it's clever. I thought it was pretty decent. I th- I personally did. Um, like some of them were funny, but again, there's just like there's if there's enough for me to actually. How many any windows do you think is is appropriate for a children's movie? Max, I would say like five throughout the movie okay well there were probably like 10 in this entire movie so i'm saying yeah that's too much that's too much because I, I, like, at that point if they, had like, a, if they had one in every single scene that would be different but they didn't they had like one maybe every three scenes or so maybe I, every four scenes. but like yeah like now it's like oh that's clever it's like they really went there but again it's not it's not a movie for us it's a movie for kids so like the kids are like why do they keep making those kind of jokes they want to entertain the adults too. There's adults that bring their kids to the theater to see it. Yeah, I'm saying besides the theater, what adults are watching this movie? I am 18 years of age and I watch this movie like once a month. That's an obsessive thing, bro. That just that just that just shows your bias. Okay, this is another thing that kind of goes with me thinking radio strength is boring, or not 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 the town itself. Just lightning stuck there for half the movie. I find yeah. boring. Well, the I mean, that's the point, though. Radiator Springs is the main setting of the movie. I know, but this this note was going along with it. The visuals are not very impressive. It's a desert, bro. Exactly. Yes. That's like saying that's like saying like Indiana Jones, like Raiders of the Lost Ark, is boring because it takes place in freaking Egypt. That's false. <laughs> it takes place in more than just Egypt. They're in the rainforest. No, I know. They're they, in they, nice mountains. They have multiple landscapes. No, but Raiders, the majority of the movie takes place in Egypt. Is it even majority though? Because like they're in the town for a little bit. They're in the the town is in the desert, but that's not the desert desert. That's just a town. Radiator in- Springs is a town in the desert, just like Cairo. <laughs> anyway, they're just okay. just just boring to look at. How about that? 
Well, I mean, it was pretty vibrant, though. It still had a lot of nice shades of orange and brown in there. I did not see much orange in there. I'm not going to lie. Orange is, orange is a factor in making brown, bro. All you do is increase the amount of black or white in orange, and you can make brown. I understand that. It's just not interesting to look at. Like, yeah, the racing scenes, those are cool to look at. The nighttime highway scene, that was cool to look at. Like, they're, it, like, popped out of you. If you're seeing this, it's just, like, it's just kind of boring. You're looking at a desert. Okay. Well, I mean, I, I think that's kind of the point, though. Like, a lot of it's supposed to be kind of boring because as a viewer, you're supposed to be, like, almost wanting Lightning to kind of get back to the race just because, you know, he's lost in the middle of nowhere and it's not really appealing. But then you become more and more fond of the town as it become more, you know, acquainted with the characters and stuff. I don't know if you ever, like, stopped thinking the town was boring, but I definitely did. I get being acquainted with the characters. But not all the characters he becomes really acquainted with. He becomes acquainted with Mater and Sally and kind of Doc. But Doc and him hate each other. Lightning McQueen gets in the town, right? He's like changing and we can't really see those changes except through his interactions with the people in the town. So in a way, they kind of act as mirrors for Lightning McQueen. They're all static characters that we become acquainted with. And we see Lightning's interactions with them change over time, even if they have little screen time. It's always impactful because we get to see lightning become better and better as a person. Or, sorry, as a car. Yeah, if you talk about the second half of the movie. I think my main problem is there's too much time of him being a jerk. And, like, you're not really empathizing with him because he's just being a clown. And him not doing much. Somebody magically changes from bad to good in, like, a, in a 30 minutes like, period of time, right? Like... It's not believable. You gotta kind of stretch it out a bit, and I feel like they hey, did that's that. That's exactly what happens, though. Like, like that's what happens. Like, not a thirty minute period of time, but in the first half of the movie, he doesn't slowly change in anything. He what? stays pretty much the same in the first half of the movie. No, they're sowing the seeds of doubt in his brain throughout that time. He's starting to re- how are they showing it. And the in the first half, think of the first half. Okay. okay the first half. Um. So yeah. the, 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 let, 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 let me let me like put it to scale here. The scene with the tractors and Mater and him like talking together, that is that is halfway through. That is past the hour mark. So before all of that, what seeds of doubt is that was shown? Like, Seeing Lightning McQueen start to notice he can't live on his own like this, like just being a jerk. He's like literally digging himself a hole the first half of the movie. He's starting to go further and further down to rock bottom. He gets strapped to old Bessie and stuff, and he has to redo all his work because he decided that speed would be better than quality. So what? he has to oh, go. Say, say that again. What are, what are you talking about? Lightning McQueen gets strapped to old Bessie, aka the asphalt machine. He goes super fast the first time around, finishes in an hour. He has to go back over and chop it all up and redo it because he went too fast the first time. And he has to realize that quality is better than, you know, just being able to do stuff conveniently. So in a way, that's like one of the first events where he's like, oh, crap, I got to actually slow down. And he literally slows down in that scene. He slows down from going super fast in the same way that he slows down to become more accustomed with the town's lifestyle versus his like living life in the fast lane kind of thing. All right, well, let's talk about that scene then. So the first time that he and Doc race, yeah, it goes too fast, doesn't make the turn. He continues to try and do it, and then Doc's like, oh, hold up, you gotta slow down. He goes fast again, or no, he tries to slow down and, like, turn right on turn left, and he crashes. And he starts hating on Doc. He sees Doc do it, then he's like, oh, wait a minute, maybe I should rethink it. But then immediately after that, he clowns Doc, he's, like, insulting him and all that. So it's like, 
yeah, he's starting to rethink it. But then immediately after, he goes back to his old jerk ways. Okay. Well, that's arguable, obviously. Obviously. But this Toy Story have a scene where a red race car gets shat on by a Porsche. I got to tell you, yes. Okay. Well, in the Toy Story 3 deleted scene. <laughs> oh dude i mean it's actually a staple of every picture nah, dude. but um yeah but like seriously like that one scene where like lightning's following sally driving through the wilderness like through the trees in the redwood forest or whatever and like he goes through a puddle gets splashed then all of a sudden there's like mud that just goes flying on his face <laughs> he keeps driving there is no mud puddle there there is no mud puddle <laughs> What were they thinking during that scene? I don't know, bro. They should have edited in something, <laughs> but they just left it blank because I don't know. I mean, like, how hard could it have been to just put mud on the road? Exactly. Like, <laughs> nah, we'll keep them guessing. I mean, maybe he's into that stuff. Maybe maybe they're trying to, like... He did smirk after. Yeah, maybe they're supposed to sort of relieve some of the stigmas associated with scat play. That's, There's just no way you said that. It's a Cars movie. <laughs> no. I don't know, bro. Sally, <laughs> Sally can let her exhaust pipe all over my face. Cut that out. Don't put that in. <laughs> oh my god! I better get like incriminated. There's like, I know that this may be illegal to prosecute you, but we got it, dude. Like they, they can't judge me, bro. I like, can. <laughs> I can. You just said that you want Sally the car from the movie Cars to shit all over you, essentially. And you're saying you don't want that? That's exactly what I'm saying, yeah. Well, I'm sorry, bro, but you got your priorities all messed up. You should be sorry, honestly. I'm sorry, bro. I, I just, I don't know, man. Like, some people just understand it. Some people get it. Some people just don't. All right. Let's, let's do, to wrap it up. Okay, to wrap it up. No, 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 I was like, you, you give an overview of, like, every oh. talk point. Keep it to, like, a minute, and I'll do an overview. And then we'll okay, fine, fine. We can we can wrap it up the right way then. Like, um, like a little robot. Like okay, well, long story short, cars is um, it's um, it's a trip for sure. Uh, life is a highway, and you know, you just like want to ride it. It's a great movie. Go watch it. Seeing is believing. Um, Lightning McQueen's a G. Max a G. Luigi, Guido, both amazing characters. Sally's a baddie. Uh, and uh, Doc Hudson, bro, like, shout out Paul Newman. RIP to him, such a legend. Acting performances, all amazing. Owen Wilson, man, such a good actor. Uh, Mater, uh, obviously, kind of the goat. Uh, shout out Larry the Cable Guy, funny dude. Go watch his stand up. And, um,. Yeah, honestly, uh, screw Cars 2, Cars 3. Don't like either of those. Cars 1 is the GOAT, though. Um, make sure you go check that out. Uh, this is Andrew signing out. I'm just going to let Kathan take it from here because uh, I don't know. I don't got anything else to say, and I'm, like, really tired. It's, like, going on 12.30 now, and I'm sleep-deprived, so. Nah, you got to pretend like we're up really late. It's, like, 4 a.m. Oh, yeah, yeah, my bad. Yeah, it's 4 a.m., like and I'm sleep-deprived. been at it for, like, eight hours. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, but uh, to wrap it up, I agree. Go watch the movie because apparently you might find something by yourself that you didn't know before. Exactly. You might find something where, like, oh, I'm kind of into this. Apparently a lot of people have. 
if that's a community that <laughs> exists. Yeah, dude, this, this movie awakened a lot. In imagine, imagine you have an awakening because of cars. <laughs> what do you mean imagine? Like, I already had it happen. Like, 